Put your bands and off and shine on glisten. What me say? Ranga moving, don't be silly. Put some robots on the wheelie. Ears are go round and we don't want get it. Good boy, don't be silly. Robots on the wheelie. Ears are go round and we don't want get it. Let me say. Hi there and welcome to another episode of On Air with Anthony. On this week's episode, we bring to you sex, education and health. I will be joined by two amazing individuals, Chad Morgan, social media officer and Unique Williams, treatment and care coordinator slash nurse from the Jamaica AIDS Support for Life. Give them a round of applause. So stay tuned. We're going to have an intriguing conversation and of course this is something we all need to be aware of and also be sharing amongst our friends and associates safety is a must so stay tuned joining us today we have chad morgan social media officer at jamaica aid support for life and unique williams treatment and care coordinator and she's also a nurse, I was told. So let us bring them in. Hi, Chad. Hi, Yannick. How are you? Hey. <laughs> Thanks for having us. No problem. No problem. Um, Chad, go ahead and tell our listeners a little about yourself. So I, I hate that question. <laughs> uh, so I'm the social media officer here at Jamaica Eat Support for Life. But I also like to call myself social media and engagement person because a lot of the work I do is around engagement, um, public engagement, private engagement, just getting people to use our services to learn more about the uh, HIV, learn more about the offerings here at JASA. But also in my spare time, I like to explore and have adventurous getaways, weekend trips and all these nice things. Okay, yeah. okay no problem. Yannick? <laughs> so I am the treatment care coordinator slash nurse here. I'm, I also do a little contact investigating at Jamaica Aid Support for Life. In my downtime, I like um, going out. Adventure Her. like Chad. Not as extreme. And not as extreme. <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. Um, okay, so let's get into it. Uh, either one of you can start by telling us what is Jasla and what, um, what do you do? Okay. So I'll go. So JASL or Jamaica Aid Support for Life, mm -hmm. we're the premier HIV response organization in the Caribbean. We are the oldest or longest serving. Next year, we celebrate 30 years. We provide HIV prevention and treatment services to all persons, pretty much. Once you're in Jamaica, you're able to access your services. But that also expands to like our social media and our communication channels, where we also share information there to just educate the populace on ways to prevent HIV and if persons are HIV positive, how they can access services to live a long and healthy life. Okay, excellent. All right. Uh, what are the different services that you offer at JASL apart from HIV and AIDS? Okay. All right. So what we do is while the basis of our, our operation is HIV, we know that HIV is not just, our HIV alone doesn't fulfill the person we know that there are other things that they will need so things like psychological support mm -hmm. so we have session with a psychologist session with a nutritionist we have doctor's visit and doctor visit is not just about hiv any ailment or any reason that somebody might need to see a doctor mm -hmm. so even for females they can get things like pap smears done okay 
um yeah we do a whole gamut of things so persons are able to access whatever it is that they need to ensure that they can access and be on treatment and do well while they're on treatment okay excellent i'm unique as the nurse at Jassel, I would like you to just tell our listeners the difference because I think a lot of people confuse HIV to AIDS or what it is. So could you just give us a synopsis of what the difference is between both? All right, great. Um, so HIV stands for Human Immunodeficiency Virus, right? While AIDS is Acquired Immunodeficiency Syndrome, right? So HIV um, is is passed on from one person to the next needles in injection um infected needles uh, mother to child right um hiv is from humans so from one human to the next Mm -hmm. um aids is the advanced stage of hiv so okay all right then um so practically in an essence uh if you look at it I would say that if if not treated at an early stage, that is when it, it goes to being AIDS, right? Yes. So a person reaches AIDS stage when they they're not placed on medication, and when you know we t- we tell persons always to get tested to know if you are HIV positive. So someone can know if they're HIV positive by looking. One has to get tested. Definitely, that is indeed so. Um, in the process of the testing, how long does the result, um, what is the time frame for the results? Or what? how long does it take for a person to know, okay, this is what it is? So it takes approximately 20, 15 to 20 minutes to get a test done and to know your results. Mm-hmm. And to know where you stand based on your results to see if you need to be linked to care. Or, you know, we educate you about continuing being negative. Okay. So, I want to add though, like what we tell people, you can get two tests in under 20 minutes. So you get your HIV and syphilis test, you know your results. So it takes less time for eat lunch than for know your HIV your and result. syphilis status. <laughs> That's, That's true. true. Mm-hmm. That's one true. Prick. One um, prick is... to do two tests. Okay. And do you guys offer any other testing? For example, um, syf- um, gonorrhea, those other tests. Are... All right. So... Um, our rapid test that we offer are, um, is the HIV and syphilis. We do, um, we do um, treat other STIs, but some STIs has to, be, has to be diagnosed by looking at the signs and symptoms that they come with. So okay. um, now all of them, you send to do a rapid testing, but based mm-hmm. on the signs and symptoms that they're having, for example, suppose somebody complain of a, um, a mal- 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 malicious odor yeah sorry malicious okay. odor and mm-hmm. their discharge is green or brown that you know we, we can diagnose this from there okay so that means if a regular person wants to walk off the street and say okay i know i'm not hiv positive however i'm having these other sexual transmitted disease that means they can access these services at jassel right yes they can for example say i'm coming off the road i'm having burning on urination i'm having smelly discharge and itching i can come to jassel and come to come to and say i want to speak to the doctor and then explain the situation and based on what the doctor is seeing they'll give a diagnosis and also medication is distributed yeah you can walk up for the social media streets to save a soup on facebook twitter instagram you can walk up there so just send me a direct message and we'll sort it out okay um 
another important question I know a lot of persons would like to get into is um, can people live a normal life after this is the result of having been whether HIV or HIV AIDS what what <laughs> It's 2020. <laughs> um, so it's 2020. People are living long, healthy lives with HIV. And I've been in the HIV service for a little over four years. And there are people who have been in there that are living with HIV for more than my age and me almost 30. <laughs> so people are living a long and healthy life. Um, so even like us here at Just What We Do, we have a health ambassador program where we focus as well on not just HIV or sexual reproductive health, but we also focus on mental health, or we focus on the physical person, the physical health and well-being. Because HIV is just one thing. It's just a virus that somebody has. And there is treatment, there is healthcare, there is a whole life outside of that. Okay. Speaking of treatment, I know recently Jessel has launched their... Um, people call it blue pill, but we call it... <laughs> You know, they call it the blue pill, but we call yeah. it that uh, one. It's PEP, right? Is it PEP? PrEP. PrEP. Right, PrEP. PrEP. Yeah. Could you just um, tell our listeners a little bit about what PrEP is and how is it that they can come to access PrEP from JASL? You. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, so we have we have to improve our service um, to help break the chain of transmission where you ha we have introduced PrEP um to our program so prep basically stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis mm -hmm. which acts as a preventative measure from catching hiv um to, to to be enrolled on prep is just a phone call or book through or or appointment uh, platform mm -hmm. which is my health ja.org Mm -hmm. So it is easy as one, two, three. You can either call or book through our appointment system. You'll get a day to come and do some baseline bloods because we have to do our investigations to know that you are um, ready to go on prep based on your blood work and also your risk exposure. Okay, what are in terms of blood work? What requirements would they have to meet? What is it that you directly look for? Um, like the so first, first thing first, the person has to be HIV negative. Mm -hmm. Uh, we also check your kidney levels to see um, if the medication will have any um, side effects or adverse effects on your kidney level. So it has to be as a specific amount. Also, we check for other STIs, the common one, which is syphilis, um, that we do with the HIV test. Also, if, if it is that you are reactive to syphilis, you also get treatment for that. So not seeing that you only come for PrEP and you have syphilis to treat. We treat you for syphilis and also annually on prep, right? Um, also, um, each each every three months, the person would have to do a viral load. We also check for hepatitis B and C, so we do a hepatitis screen. So if there is anything out of work with your hepatitis, we try and get you on treatment. Okay, Chad, could you tell? Um, well, Chad or Yanni, could you just tell people what a viral load is? Because these so, big terminologies, persons yeah, so don't I really know, understand what it is or what is nurse, what is yeah. given from a viral load, what you is seen. So the viral load is the amount of virus or the virus level in your body or in your blood. So if it is Whether negative lot, or positive, right? Well, if you're negative, you wouldn't have a viral HIV load. virus. Yeah, okay. So that's why you're checking the intro. There is no virus to have a viral load. Okay. But if you're HIV positive, it's the amount of copies of HIV virus in the blood. Uh -huh. right. All right. <laughs> see? So you see, you're not yeah. wasting time, though, that just you're doing your thing. All right. Yep. Another important question, too, is um, 
well it's more it's more what is the approach how do you guys approach and deal with people living with hiv so um you know um this is a new diagnosis for persons some persons um take it differently some persons will come and sit and take it as a shocker while the other person is very calm we still have to watch those persons uh, because they want to know what is really going through their heads, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so when a person comes in and they get tested and say they're HIV um, positive, right? Um, we we explore um, the feeling of the clients about their results, and also we link them to the psychology. The psychology plays a major role in in that in helping our persons understanding their results and trying to cope with their results. Um, when the person goes through that step, uh, we link them to care. Linking them to care means they come and see the doctor to try and get a medication as soon as possible. Now we we start persons as soon as possible once they're ready um, to start their medication because we educate them and tell them the quicker you start, um, the quicker you put the virus to sleep. Okay. So even I know recently I had per- well I can talk about some somebody that I know personally mm-hmm. that they were able to start medication upon coming to the doctor so they came like the, two, the wednesday and by the thursday they were on medication so like just a move if you're, if you're ready you yeah. can go on treatment and get the thing sorted out and so, and is there a cost attached to getting these services um no <laughs> everything i just is free we do welcome donations and contributions okay but it is not a requirement for anybody to access any service here so all our services are free. and for those who have access to the World Wide Web, you can go yes. on their, their their website and there is a contribution option there. So if you want to donate, you have the option to. Or if you can go into their offices, you can also do that. Um, another thing I want to look at is what guidelines are in place to protect privacy of the aforementioned? Okay, so I want to say this because before... Being the transition into the social media officer, I was working in monitoring, monitoring and evaluation, mm-hmm. which a lot a part of my duty there was to help to uphold the standards of the organization to ensure that um, people's privacy and their information are protected, and just ensuring that we're upholding all the right um, mechanisms to ensure that people can be safe when they come here. So, people, one thing that people worry about often is who's going to see my information, who's going to know that I'm positive. So. We have a very professional team, like our entire team professional. First thing, everybody signs a non-disclosure agreement. And if that is broken, for there's the legal ramification of that. Plus, there's the professional ethics. So people know that when you're working with persons, you need to protect their their information. Mm-hmm. So there are systems in place to ensure that persons who access your information, especially around treatment, are the person who need to access it. So unless you are providing care to the person, like a nurse, psychologist, doctor, you wouldn't need to see somebody fail. These things are locked away in lock under lock and key in a cabinet, so nobody can access them unless you are permitted to access these things. Okay, excellent. Um, in terms of outreach to the region, do you guys do any form of monitoring for anything with the region, for example, other Caribbean countries? Uh, not in that kind of way, but we do have persons in our employee who sits on regional bodies because mm-hmm. we're at, we're just, no, no, I, so, yeah like i said it's been here we've been operating for years we're one of the longest serving um hiv response organizations in the caribbean so i know that even for example our monitor and evaluation manager sits on the pancap um knowledge management committee which is a regional body as well 
so we have we are on several boards and entities in the region but we don't do necessarily monitoring in that kind of way but we do provide guidance and oversight to persons who need it okay um yannick why do we promote safe sex and sex practices so, so we can break the chain of transmission of HIV and also to limit the amount of persons being diagnosed with STIs on a daily basis. Okay. Hey, so are you even, yes, I am even more you have to jump in the piece <laughs> Right. Because like on Twitter, you know, I'm always on Twitter looking with them carelessness. Right. But so on Twitter, you see people make some weird tweets like saying them are dog, them have multiple sexual partners, them enjoy this, them enjoy beer. But, so... But then when they stop and you try to cur- or for try to educate them, then people get apprehensive. So it's important I would do this in a broader way so people don't feel attacked. Even though we are the killers since them, mm-hmm. nobody no one get called out. So it's important to do it in a broad way so people can can connect with what we're saying and know that they need to make the changes because behavior change takes time. Some models say that behavior change takes up to seven years, and within seven minutes or seven seconds, you can be infected. You can Exactly. So we need people to, you know, make the change, the necessary change around your sexual and reproductive health. Um, in, in a broader spectrum, how do we, how do we, um, let me find the perfect way to put this question. How do we manage the psychological aspect of somebody finding out that, hey, this is what it is? What is okay? Worst case scenario, Yannick, what has been your experience um, when somebody finds out that this is what it is? How do they manage? How wh- what is your what is your your expression? How do you deal with that? Because I don't think communicating something of that nature can be so sitting in your per, in, in your spirit, you know, because yeah. that's a life changer right there, and a lot of people don't really get to understand how that mm-hmm. experience is. So could you just tell us what that is like for you? So I rem- before Yanni explained from the medical or from the treatment side, I remember the first time I'm also a, a trained tester, so I do HIV testing and counseling. The first time I <laughs> did a test <laughs> and I got the result came back reactive, I was devastated. It felt like it was my result. <laughs> So, listen, I was devastated and I was wondering, how do I tell this person? It was a uniformed officer, too. So, I was oh worried my. that the person might not take it well and I might be in danger. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, I had to seek um, guidance from the Spears. treatment team. Mm. Yeah, and then they guided me through the process. But it, it is devastating, even for you as the healthcare worker. It's hard, it's hard, but you have to, you know, be strong and be firm and resolute to make them know, say, you're there to support them and you have all the resources that they'll need. And how did he take it though? How did, how did, when you gave him that information, what was his reaction? He's it actually wasn't yeah, it actually wasn't bad. Um he was really shocked. Um the usual shock that come with hearing something like this. Um but after that we I spoke to him well, I guess I have that little gift. Yeah, <laughs> I can talk talk to people, I talk to them people. So we were there, we spoke, and before he came out, he was good, and he understand what would happen next with the treatment process. Mm-hmm. And he's on treatment, and he's okay. Perfect. <laughs> I think also what is important that a lot of people, for example, people that provide this type of services, the different mm-hmm. organizations that exist, it is very, it, a key component of doing this is that one ought to have the ability to 
take yourself out of just the role of who you are, but to Definitely. also connect on a um, person-to-person sphere so that the person don't feel as if, okay, you're only advising me this way because it's a medically a medical approach but at the same time i want to feel as if i have a friend in you because definitely after you finding this you knowing this it changes how i see you and how you see me so you understand me there's so much where that is concerned yannick um so doing this on a on a regular basis you know like uh, each experience it gives you a different response um but the approach that we normally take is like to give scenarios to make the patient feel as comfortable as possible um, while engaging them to do the test, to get the test done. So we, we educate, per- we ask persons, say, how would you feel if it comes out negative? How would you feel if it comes out positive? To try and get their reaction before you actually see the results for the test. And if they, um, what, 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 are, what are some of the responses you've gotten um, asking these questions? How do well, they react? Well, right, I know if I'm positive, we make sure we know who figure killing or whatever, whatever. We know who giving, you know, all of those things, right? right. So, um, first thing, the first, the first, the first thing that they say, yeah, man, the most operation they give me the first, the last person who they had sex with. Um, sometimes it's re- it's really not the last person, especially based on the yeah, time frame <laughs> who they had who they had sex with. Okay. Um, so I have to pay them to say, all right, so we go back as far as the five years, um, with your sexual partners, um, to try <laughs> five to try. years. How <laughs> do you tra- How do you track somebody five years? How do you do that? So, so when we're doing our contact investigating, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, Chad and I are in a relationship together. And I just met Chad. Or we have been together for four years now. But, you know, we use condom every time. Not even one time when I sleep. And, you know, we barely have sex because we live in our different parish. So, you have instances like that. Um, told him there for four years. They live in a different parish. They use condom all the time. So, you know, say... That person they're more than likely be negative when you test them. So you have to look at the person who was before that person or the person before that or the person before that. So I have to go back to try and see who was the point person that actually um they were having unprotected sex with and might have passed on the virus. So do you it guys is- get in touch with them or the the person that is infected contact them? No. So so we, we, we take that load of the person and we can we contact um the partners um con confidentially mm-hmm. so um when we do contact them there is no name being called to say tom john give me your name or you know mm-hmm. like chad gave me a name the other day because he came in and got tested we don't disclose anybody's name um it is it is done um professionally and um confident okay confidentially <laughs> confidentially that's it that is it right don't worry don't worry we all we all slip up <laughs> We all slip up. I know you guys normally do um, community interventions. I know with COVID and everything going on, I, I, um, are there any changes in regards to how you guys operate with these type of services? Yes, most definitely. So what what was great for us is that we were able to go into the communities, engage with people, rap with them and chat with them and get the testing done. But now in light of COVID, thanks to our donors, though we can continue to do this, but in a protected way. So we now have we have to be using face shields and masks. It makes work a little bit a lot more harder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we do continue to go because people need COVID now stop the transmission of HIV. That is so true. So people need the services. So I have to go there and provide the services for those who need to get on treatment. If you're positive, we're still we're still doing our medication drop offs at homes and things like that. We're still doing. Oh, you guys do delivery for medications now? 
Yeah, when needed. When, when needed. needed. Okay. Because yeah. everybody can come out, especially again in like a COVID. Regarding that, for somebody who visits and um, mm-hmm. a prescription is given to go to XYZ pharmacies, it's wherever, wherever that is, to do a pickup of your medication and they have a fear of going because, you know, the pharmacist might know what this medication is mm-hmm. and all of that. How, what, what, what is in place to monitor that? So that's where the adherence counselor comes into play. Um, so here at Jassel, for persons who are newly diagnosed and are put on medication and are given well, given prescription, the adherence counselor fills um, that prescription for the person. And through that process and the adherence sessions, we educate the person about going to the pharmacy. And we actually use a pharmacy that is... Um, that is really non-discriminatory mm-hmm. um it is case pharmacy kudos to them we have been using them for some time now and the service is fast and nobody discloses any of your business um but soon though we'll have we'll have our, our own, own pharmacy. Yes. okay you, so you guys yeah. are trying are moving to having a pharmacy yeah yes. so that's coming into play very that's beautiful soon. that's a that's a good that's a good step to take I, I, that's yeah. amazing that's growth indeed yes 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 Indeed, we, we hope to have it done very soon, actually. It's in the finishing stages. That's wonderful. I, I love the fact that, you know, from moving to a smaller office, you guys now occupy a bigger space and the services right? that you <laughs> offer as much as they existed before, but it's it's in a more comfortable and more relating atmosphere, and that's really something that's amazing. Um, yeah, most definitely, because our goal is to ensure that our clients, whether negative or positive, are able to access confidential and comfortable services here because we don't want anybody to feel any particular way when them come because we hear the stories you know about places that they would go and they feel uncomfortable so we cannot yes be because sick. it do it does it does um it does occur where there are other places that familiarity really overrides confidentiality yeah. so you know that's something that has to be um put on on the plate of importance um, what would you what would be your, your your advice to men and women out there who are sexually promiscuous all right, so, well, for me, um, like, I'm big on this gender thing and people's sexuality and sex, people forgot how fun and enjoy them, do what they want to do. But as long as they're doing it in a safe way, safe you know, say you want to have 10, 15 partners, make sure you use a condom, make sure you pam prep, make sure you do it safe because at the end of the day, it is what you like, it is what you enjoy and make you feel good. So if that's what you like, do it safe because you need to protect yourself and you need to protect your 15, 20 partners. So that's all. Do it safe. Get tested, know your status, and use a condom, go pump prep, and you're good. You need? Try, try to know your partner's status. Try to know so, your partner's yeah. so I, I share the same sentiments with Chad. You know, like, you can't stop persons from doing what they're doing. He's just to educate them to do the right thing. So always encourage the use of condom. And you know what to go on prep. Mm-hmm. Um, persons are scared because they hear the side effects. It has little to no side effects. And we... Even if you do get side effects, it's only for a short time, and we do have things to combat those side effects. See them militant. Militant. Sure. <laughs> the militancy is what I love. Um, have you guys have ever had, this is my final, well, final question before I wrap out. Um, do you guys have any experience regarding people who are, the? I want to enter, I call it the correct name. Sex workers, is that is that the proper name you call them? Yes, yeah, sex workers is correct. <laughs> okay, what, what, what do you guys have in the pipelines for these type of persons? Well, so I just so we are a non-discriminatory organization, so 
persons who are seen as higher risk can come and access services here. Um, we do provide services that are specialized to whoever comes. So the service that you get might not be the service I get or the service that Yannick gets. Mm-hmm. You get it based on your particular needs. So outside of persons' jobs, we look at their sexual exposure, their risk, and then we provide service based on those things. Okay. Outside of treatment, my final question, outside of treatment and um, treatment, what other programs do you give? I know there. I know at one point there were some educational um, programs that they offer to persons who are not able to access that on their own. Do you guys still do that? So, yeah, in, in some ways, so persons are able to access... Um, clients that is are able to access some some amount of educational support through the chapter through their specific chapters mm-hmm. so if the persons are on treatment or general clients of ours they can speak to the case manager or a peer navigator and then they will let them know what are the available options to them at a particular time as these things are not necessarily year-round so it's based on a particular period so they could talk to them and find out but outside of that though we also have different types of support groups and support activities. Mm-hmm. So like for people who are living with HIV, there are support group treatment literacy sessions. So people can become more educated about what they're on, how it works, um, share their stories and feel like a family, feel whole again because they're not alone in this. And for persons who are true. negative, they also, we also have programs, like I said, we have our health ambassadors. We, every now and then we have our events, so like our jogs or hikes. Um, we t- remember we had our 80-20 event where we talked to people about being healthy, working out for 20% of the time and eating healthy for 80% because that together makes a whole, that makes you healthy. Yeah. So we do these things and look at the person as a whole. So your mental, physical and sexual and reproductive health. Okay. Yannick, anything you want to add to that? Um, so to add to that, we also have our advocacy department um, or enabling and... Her enabling environment and human rights. <laughs> so that, that really, I'm happy Yanni mentioned that because Michelle mentioned it long ago. <laughs> so we we also have a lawyer in the department, a legal support officer. So because we know stigma discrimination is a major thing here in Jamaica, mm-hmm. and people who are living with HIV faces that too. So if people would have been stigmatized or discriminated against, then we are able to provide some level of legal support because we're not just talk, we're action. Okay. So we want we're able to provide that support to them and also to just help to push policy and the conversation around people being more like today's inter oh it won't be on today. <laughs> today's International Day of Tolerance. Yes. So we had a video oh talking about that. So we would need to become more tolerable. So that's also a part of what we do. Do you think so, Jamaicans have evolved when it comes on to tolerance or acceptance of people? Most definitely. With these- yeah, I think we have come a long way, but we have even much far away to, to go. go. Yeah, yeah, we we are doing much better, but we are not remotely close to where we need to be. Okay, um, tell us where Justly is located, as well as your opening hours, especially during the whole COVID COVID time now. And uh-huh. yeah, you can add your closing statement to that. So, um, we have a chapter in Kingston, Saint Anne, and Montego Bay. There's three chapters across the island. Uh, if you need to find us, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you just type just on any one of them, you'll see us pop up. You can also book our services at inf- at myhealthja.org. I was going to say info just mm-hmm. <laughs> for Instagram. Yes, yeah, so you can book our services there. And all so, these necessary handles, social media, website, all of these will be also added into the content area. So you guys can check that out as well. It is simple something. But like what I want to say is coming up to World Is Day. So we want to just encourage people for, out there, for do it safe. 
use a condom, get on prep, get tested, get your partner tested, and just match up the thing. Yannick, anything you want to add before we close out? <laughs> um, don't be afraid to contact us at Jassel. We're here to help you, and we're a family here. And also remember um, that you're you're our priority, and also we're looking out for the best health for you, and to always use a condom and go on prep. <laughs> awesome stuff awesome stuff i would just like to personally thank you guys for taking the time out of your busy schedule i know you guys have a lot going on especially with what's happening the covid but i thank you guys so much for giving us an opportunity to learn and also share the knowledge because of course our health is our responsibility so to all my listeners out there wherever you are whatever you do continue being doing and becoming and have a great week